0: Paul was a missionary. He traveled all over preaching to both Jews and Gentiles and telling them the good news about Jesus. One of the places Paul preached was Galatia. Galatia was a province in Rome and the Galatian Christians were mostly Gentiles or non-Jews.
1: But later, Paul learned that the believers there had been led astray by false teachers. Some were teaching that Christians must still follow the old laws of Moses in order to be saved. Paul wrote to the Galatians, telling them to reject those false teachers. He urged them not to become slaves to the law again. Christ has set us free so we can live in freedom, Paul wrote. Jesus' death had bought them freedom from the law.
0: Salvation comes through faith in Jesus. It is a free gift that cannot be earned by keeping any law. Paul explained that God changes people who trust in Jesus. God gives them the Holy Spirit, who guides them and gives them power to become more like Jesus. Live by following the Holy Spirit, he said.
1: Paul wrote that the Holy Spirit changes the way we think and act. When people obey the Holy Spirit's leading, they have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These things are the fruit of the Spirit, Proof that the Spirit is in someone, like how a healthy tree produces fruit. This fruit is pleasing to God.
0: The Holy Spirit changes our minds and hearts so that we want to obey God, and He gives us power to obey. The Holy Spirit guides us as believers as we live out God's mission for us to share the gospel in all the world.
2: All right. So there was a lot of information presented in that video and actually the video covers the entire chapter of Galatians 5. So I thought maybe I could boil down for us two phrases that I think kind of sum up what I want to talk about today on Galatians 5. And the two phrases are because and so that, because and so that. You see, the phrase because inherently assumes that there's some condition that must be met, right? Something has to be done first. However, the phrase so that assumes that the first condition has already been met, right? The the first task is already completed, and now the phrase so that examines the result that's going to happen. So let me ask you this question to clarify what I mean here do you guys love your kids because of the pretty pictures they draw for you and how cute they are and how they give you hugs? Or do you love your kids so that they become faithful Christian adults who become productive members of society? I hope we can all agree with the so that statement, right? Because if you only loved your kids for what they could do for you, their cuteness, their hugs, their little pretty pictures that they draw for you, your, your love would run out pretty quickly, wouldn't it, right? As soon as they got a stinky diaper or had a bad attitude or a meltdown in the middle of a store, your love for them would pretty much evaporate into thin air, right? It would, it would be gone and they would have no more value to anybody. The, the so that statement, it presumes your love for your kids, right? It, it's a given. And it allows you to nurture them, love them, give them the gifts and the attention that, that you should freely lavish upon them. However, the Galatians in our text for today, in, in Galatians chapter 5, they've been misled by some, some misleading Christians, right? Some, some Christians that don't know what they're talking about, and Paul has to correct them. You see, they're, they're living as because people. They think that what they can do for God is what is why God loves them, right? So the, the actions that they can take, their fulfillment of something called the law, right? If they can perfectly keep the law, then God will finally love them. But, but this is wrong. This isn't the correct way, and Paul corrects them, right? So I think sometimes we do this too, don't we? We fall into this trap of thinking that somehow our good works, our good deeds will get us more favor with God, that somehow we can kind of climb the metaphorical ladder up to heaven rung by rung, one good work after another, right? We, we fall into this trap and we assume that uh, we should have better gifts or more favor with God because we give more money than other people or maybe we do more volunteer work. We give our time to the church. We're in all these committees, right? We, we do all these things. But this is living as because people, right? That's not why God loves us. We don't, we don't want to do that. Because if, God loves, if, if God's love depended on our works, we would run out of it really quickly. We would be destined for hell and eternal separation from God if we had to work our way into heaven and into God's favor, But John 3.16, it gives us the answer to how God really loves us, right? God reveals in this verse what we are really supposed to live like. This verse has been called the gospel in a nutshell, right? It's, It's one verse that really tells us what God loves about us. And it's the best so that statement in the entire world. It says this, God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, and that whoever believes in Him will never die, but will have eternal life. That is the best news in the entire world. God doesn't love us because of anything that we do. There's nothing that we can do for Him. His love for us is an automatic force in our lives, and it's always presupposed. You can always assume that God has everlasting and unending love for you, no matter what situation you're in. God already loved the world and all his people in it, and he sent his perfect and innocent son to die for humanity so that we could get eternal life in the new creation when he comes back a second time. So the natural next question we should ask ourselves is, how do we know that we are living as so that people? How do we know that we are living as so that people? Well, when you live a life where God's love for you is already presumed, right, you presuppose that God loves you, it changes how you choose to live. It makes you wanna freely choose to do those good works that God tells us to do, right? You want to do that because God loves you so much, and you want to share that love with the world. So you freely choose to do the things that he commands us to do out of respect, out of love, and out of such a desire to do his will. I, let me tell you like, like this. The, the way that I can best describe it to you is it feels really good to give money to charity, doesn't it? You get a good feeling inside of you, right? You freely choose to do that. Does it feel really good every April 15th when the government takes a bunch of your money and taxes, right? Yeah, not, not so much because you're forcibly having to do a work of the law. It doesn't feel as good. But when we freely choose to do it, that's different. That's reflecting God's love. Our good deeds are the way that we share the love that we know God has for us with other people, right? With the rest of the world. And Paul tells us in Galatians 5 that this urge to freely want to do God's will presents itself in a very specific way called the fruit of the Spirit, right? This is the way we show the world God's love, the fruit of the Spirit. What is the fruit of the Spirit? Well, we heard them in the video and I'll say them twice. The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I'll say them again for you. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Maybe when you go home, study these with your kids. Try to commit them to memory. It's really good to do. When you exercise this fruit of the Spirit in your life, this is the evidence that the Holy Spirit is working in you. He has pointed you back to the gospel message of Jesus, and you felt God's love for you. You've seen God's love for you in your life, and now you want to share that with everybody else, right? That is the Holy Spirit working in you. The Holy Spirit awakens our hearts by creating faith in Jesus and then he makes us want to show the whole world what a life with Christ looks like. He does this by giving us his fruit which helps our neighbor and is a constant witness to our neighbors about who Christ is and what Christ does for us. So when you leave here today, live your life presupposing that God loves you. He loves you no matter what. No matter what you've done, no matter who you are, no matter where you come from, He loves you. Live as so that people. Live with the result in mind of showing that love to the rest of the world. Amen.